You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah, and today we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Felipe. So Felipe studied business administration in Colombia. He began a career in transformational leadership, and he is obsessed with human nature inside of organizations. He's also started a podcast on psychology and women called Women of the 21st Century. Welcome to the show, Felipe. How are you? Hey, Noah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Pretty good. I really appreciate your invitation, man. It means yeah. a lot to me. That's good. It's the first Colombian uh, Colombian we've had on the show. So this is good. We got to get we got to get some insights for how it is to date out in Colombia. <laughs> you know, many people say that uh, the Latino people we have like a kind of vibe, like sexy vibe. You know, yeah. this is a fact. This is a fact. Many Russian girls date Latinos, especially Colombians. They have like a kind of fascination with 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 us. I, I can I can see why it's a yeah definitely. So for all the Russian girls that are listening, are you on the market? Are you single? Are you in a relationship? I'm on the market. That's quite an interesting way to ask it. <laughs> so I'm single, and I just to let you know, I've been single for six years, Noah. I've been single for many time, you know, quite interesting. And 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 you know, just let you know, the reason why I've been so single is because you know, thanks to the profession that I have. And many of the things that I've been done with many years with organizations, as, as you just you know mentioned it, and human nature, every time you know how people work, more you know what you want or what you don't want. So that's kind of good. That, that's kind of not good in some way, because more you know people and more you know what you like and you don't like, more, more single you can become because you start to be some picky. That happened to you? Absolutely. I've, so, I've had yeah. my phases. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I've been picky for six years, man. It's, it's, it's a pain in the ass sometimes kind of fucked up, but, uh, but uh, that's my reality. Well, so do you have like, so, do you have like some reliables or your go-to ladies that you have like in your back pocket, just, you know, people that are on your Rolodex for a quick call, <laughs> some booty calls. Booty yes, calls. I have, I have, I do have, I have the fortune to have a very, very, I love her, man. She's a friend of mine. We're being friends for like a year and a half. Actually, even more than that, I would say two years. And the interesting with her, it's kind of, it's kind of quite amazing because it's kind of those relationships where we are friends, but at the same time we are partnered and at the same time we are business partners and at the same time we are fuck buddies. So we can trust each other. However, I, I, I don't see myself having a relationship with her. In fact, we have talked about kids and that we can trust each other and having kids. She says, like, if I get pregnant from you, like, I will, I will take care of that. I'm like, well, don't take it that far, lady, because, uh, you know, I just want to I just want to have a good time. Yeah. What's the longest fling that you've had in the last six years? Oh, well, before that, or oh, six years. I mean, would you say fling you refer to relationships or just a, like, just dating? Yeah. Like, like this oh, one's been much. a year and a half. So this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, so these these situations been a year and a half, but it's like back and forth, intermitting. But I would say like something really serious, like dating, like five months is the max, I would say. Mm. Five months. You see, every person has a cycle in relationships and kind of dating. My cycle is about six months. So it's like every six months something happens. Okay. And and I keep that, that for that a while. That, is that you that that 
something happens and you make a big mistake or is it the other way around? Like you just get sick of them? Well, you know what? I think it's both. And also I sabotage myself and it's subconsciously. So as I was telling you, I've been so picky, but I'm aware of that pickiness and I'm aware that I sabotage at some point because I start to see some, some reactions and some acts that triggers like a, like a warning and red flags in me. So Quite interesting. I was hearing yesterday an entrepreneur called Vusi Tembaguire. Have you heard of him? So quite interesting. He's a business guy from South Africa. And he says that uh, we people are, are personas of habits. Maybe you have heard of that. We are, we're human nature. It is about habits. And the reason is because we construct some habits in just to evolve and adapt. And that's why humans, we have had some quite evolution through history because we know how to adapt. And what is interesting about this adaptation is that once we adapt and we know how things works, when we have a situation that triggers some kind of red flag, we start to consciously and subconsciously stay away from that situation. Let me give you an example. When you were a kid and you were maybe cooking or you, your mom was cooking, you put the hand on the stove, right? What happened? You, you burned yourself. Burn. Yeah. Correct. It's like, shit, this is hot as a motherfucker. Maybe you were not saying that as a kid, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. So you said like, uh, like uh, damn, okay, so I've experienced this and I know that every time I put my hand on the hot stove, I'm going to burn myself. Same thing happens with relationships, Noah. Every time you experience something that you don't like and every time something happens with a chick or the guy or whatever, when you see some patterns, some attitudes that trigger like that sensation of putting the hand on the hot stove, that's a red flag for you or your subconscious because you're, you're the main of habits. So you push yourself back. And that's what's happened to me. I know so much what I like and what I don't like. So something tiny triggers that repulsive acting of myself in women. Yeah. Have you, have you studied the anxious avoidant attachment style? The what? There's a psychology model that's called anxious and avoidant, right? And it's like, if you're anxious, you're always uh -huh. afraid that someone's going to leave you. Whereas if you're avoidant, you're, you're more likely to just be like, okay, I'm out quite frequently. You need your own space and your own thing. Oh, you know what? I haven't studied that, but sounds quite interesting. Yeah. But and I haven't. There's a, there's a third thing that's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with what is and what's coming. It's like, they call it the secure attachment style. I'm not saying like, mm -hmm. there's, there's definitely like the merit and the red flags and like the, the triggers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm also curious, like, have you had experience where you tried to stick it out stubbornly when you did see some red flags anyway. And you're like, let me try to see if I can, if I can settle for this, like, or, mm. or at least accept like, this is just a part of this person. Maybe I can learn to deal with this red flag. Right. Okay. I know what you're talking I can get about. Strong enough to keep my hand on this stove for a while and not get burned. <laughs> you know what? I have done it before. And unfortunately it was not a good decision. It was not wise. You see our acts can be no wiser than our thoughts and our thinking cannot be wiser than our understanding. And that's such a powerful thing to know. What I mean by these and what I'm trying to, to answer you with that is if you don't understand really the situation, what is going on, your acts are not going to be wise. 
And what I mean by that is, yes, it happened to me that I was trying to put my hand on the stove, but that was because I was not understanding really how valuable I was. And that was one of the things that happens to many people when they're having relationships. They try to keep burning themselves and try to accept things that are counterintuitive and they're not with their philosophy of life. So yes, when I didn't know what was, was not the right decision and I tried it, but that was because I didn't know how valuable I was, how valuable I am. And also because I thought in that moment that I needed a relationship to be good, that I needed a relationship to be complete. And, and you know what? Oh man, one of the lessons that I, that I have one of the philosophies, not lessons, but one of the philosophies that I have in my life is that we use relationships in the wrong way because we use them to close the gap produced by the disconnection that we have with us. And I believe in God and I consider myself a spiritual person. So I also believe that we use people and relationships to close the gap that is produced by the disconnection that we have with God. So we use them to stop having the sensation of incompleteness. We don't feel fulfilled with many things, so we use relationships for that. And also relationships with people, you know, relationships with drugs, relationships with alcohol, relationships with sex, relationships with money, uh, and a lot of addictions and, and, and those kind of stupid things that we think we need and we spend money and time, but we just don't. So, I mean... The short answer is yes, I've done it and I was fucked up, man. Don't do it. If you know that is not the right thing to keep your hand on the stove or the hot stove, just take it, take it out. Don't, don't push the things. That's the thing. Don't push it. Just flow. Mm. Be like Bruce Lee. Just be water, man. Yeah. Be water. All right. So, so now walk us through a story of a time that you had a, a date that didn't go so well. Oh man, I have the perfect story for you. So I used to be, so as, as I told you, I've been in this leadership and, and many things with organizations. And I used to be in one of organizations where we, we meet a lot of people and we pass through a lot of courses and development programs where a lot of shit goes up. Like it's all these programs where people cry and they talk about their personal lives. It's like these boot camps of transformation. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like a Tony Robbins type thing, huh? Some kind of thing. Now, the difference is these ones are not from one week like Tony Robbins. These ones are like three months, many, many, many weekends on it. So long story short, I met a girl called Daniela on one of those uh, trainings. And I really like her. Oof, no, let me, let me, let me just, no, she's Latina. Like she's really <laughs> Latina. She has a, a tiny, she has a big body. You know, the booty, like she, she has nice breasts. I mean, she's quite uh, beautiful, you know, I really like her and she has a style. It's not also her body, but her presence is really, really nice. She has a nice heart. So I approached her and I said, Hey, my name is Philippe. I introduced myself and she said, Oh, hi, I'm Daniela. How are you doing? And, and then we were talking, I got her number right there, like five minutes later. And I said, I gotta, I gotta go. So you know what? We started talking and she said, like, you know what? Uh, it's really nice to, to talk with you, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know what? I really like to chat with you, but I would rather prefer to, to, to look at you, you know? I don't like to text too much with girls because that's one of the things that sometimes happens. We text too much and then the conversation is like, boom, or blow it away. So I said, let's see us. Let, let's, let's meet up. And she said, you know what? I think you're cute, but I'm married. And I said, what? What do you mean you're married? Like, we've been talking for two weeks and now you're telling me that you're married? What kind of shit is that? It's kind of fucked up. We don't do that. So we talked in October 2019. And then like in December of 2019, we, we kept talking again. Then New Year's Eve happens, you know, Christmas and all this kind of stuff. And then we started to talk like real hard on January. Yes. 
So January started talking again. And suddenly, you know, I, don't ask me why. I just like her. I said, you know what? Let me invite her again and see what happens. She said, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, let's go. And we, we went there. And just long story short, we started dating. We both knew that was kind of fucked up when we started dating. We liked so much Noah that we didn't know what would happen. She was kind of passing through a divorce. So that triggered more the sensation of, of kind of anxiety and, and excitement from the relationship. There was a lot of adrenaline in that situation. You know what, Noah? And, and then at the end of the day, I said, like, this is not me. I really like her. And, and one day we were talking and she said, I love you. I said, holy motherfucker, Jesus Christ. She's having a divorce. What the hell I'm doing, man? This is not right. And she knew it, but she really liked me and I really liked her. But one day I said, you know, I got to be a man. I got to be a grown ass. And one day I, 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 were talking with, I was talking with her and I said, you know what? I have integrity. I have some principles. Unfortunately, Daniela, we cannot be together because X, Y, and Z. And you know what? That really taught me, taught me a lesson. It doesn't matter how hard it looks like. You always keep with your principles, always mm-hmm. keep with, with who you really are. So that was kind of bad because she, first of all, I like older girls. So she's like six years more than I, she's also a professional. Like, I really like that. I like, like, how you say that? Uh, males? Yeah, it's males. I think it's males. <laughs> yeah, males for sure. Cougars. Cougars. Yeah. So yeah, that happened to me. That happened to me. And that's kind of interesting. And another thing happened to me in this quarantine, I started to use Bumble. And I connect with a girl like 32 years old. And that also taught me like, not, even if somebody is older than you, you can, you can still have some quite interesting histor- histories with them, you know, and, and a lot of tales. But that was my, that was my, my situation with Daniela. That was kind of interesting. I really like her. And she was, believe me, if she was not married, maybe now she would be marrying me. But unfortunately that happens. She was married. And this is not the first time it happens. I don't know what's going on with God. But I think he has a highly huge sense of humor because this is like the fourth girl that is married and I hit on her and I don't know what's going on. It's, well, it's really, she's really not gonna going to be on. married forever. It sounds like she's already going through the divorce. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so with, with that in mind, as, yeah. as we are working a little bit towards wrapping up, I, I'd love to shift gears a little bit and just talk about, you know, what what would make a good relationship for you. Like as you know, you're, you're someone who's obviously you've got a lot of options. You've got some good, you know, Mm -hmm. good potential, you know, to meet cool people. Sorry, this cat. So what would, what would make you, what's like a relationship style that, or a person, what's qualities that you would look for to actually settle down Mm -hmm. with somebody? Or is that not even on the table? Would you rather just stay a bachelor for forever? Well, some qualities that I look for is uh, first honesty. Like the person is, is ruthlessly, how you say that? It's just honest, like really, really honest. That is, is a woman that is not afraid of telling me the truth. You know, in fact, in my experience, the more uncomfortable the truth, the answer is more likely it is, it, it is to be true. And if a woman is honest and with me and can say what she likes and what she doesn't like about me, I really have respect because many things that, that happens in relationships that honesty is not there. So at the end of the day, you don't know who you are trading with. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, marriages and relationships in general fail because since day one, each person's each person shows inauthentic and dishonest. So I would say that one. The second one would be authenticity. 
you know, a woman that just likes and is comfortable showing her as, as she is. If she's, a, a, I don't know, a crazy girl who likes to drink and, and party and dance, and have crazy nights and all this kind of stuff, you know, and she's not afraid of it, like she's not ashamed of who she is, I think that is a really key point. Mm-hmm. And I would say the third and the last one is uh, spirituality. Do the fact that I'm a spiritual guy and I really believe in God and all this kind of crazy thing sometimes, the way that I think and the way that I behave is is kind of weird sometimes. I'm not weird and like a weirdo, but just it's not it's not the same as everybody, you know. I really like to to pray and do many things, go to to spiritual retires, you know, meditate and all this kind of stuff. So because of the way that I live and my lifestyle, it's really important that the person is also spiritual as me, you know. Mm. And I would say actually I would add one, it's the fourth one is fitness, fitness type. I really, I'm a fitness guy, you know, I'm on shape. I like to work out every day. I don't drink alcohol. I don't do drugs. I do not do all this kind of stuff. So because of that lifestyle, for sure, I want to share it with somebody. So yeah. I would say that, that would be the fourth. Yeah, that would be like the core things. Yeah, it's really, it's really important to have those, those values articulated. And a lot of people don't actually spend the effort to clarify what, what they actually want in a person. So mm-hmm. it, it works in your favor when, when you are dating someone and they don't have those values, it makes it really easy for you to say, oh, this isn't going to be something that I should invest in long-term. All right. On the same note, what is something that turns you on in bed? Oh, that's a good one. Many things. <laughs> Curiously, well, one of the things I was actually thinking about this yesterday. When they say my name, when they scream my name, one of the sweetest, man, that 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 helps me a lot. That turned me on so bad. When they're screaming, I like them when they scream and when they do some queer noises. You know, I really like that. And they're tied to, in an exciting way, to say my name. You know, Felipe, oh my God, Felipe. I really love that. You yeah. Know, the name uh, is one of the sweetest sounds that you're going to hear in your life. This is true. By fact, the psychology says that our names are one of the sweetest sounds that you're going to hear. So when they say that, oh man, I love that. That would be the first. The second one is baby dolls. I love when they use baby dolls. And uh, even when they use these kind of, how you say that? Uh, oh, like you're talking socks? like a lingerie? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. These are yeah. uh, these little stockings. Very, yeah. Like all those kind of, yeah, yeah. So, so, so black, black, these these sexy socks. I, I, I know it's not the way to say socks, but it's the only way I know. <laughs> yeah, socks well, we say, we like, would say thigh, like thigh high leggings or something or like... Or like yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like stockings. Stockings. Yeah. yeah. Socks is a kind of... Wow. Yeah, yeah, way to say, but yeah. Absolutely. So, I like so that. she's wearing stockings and calling your name. That, that's a, man. That really the way to Felipe's heart, right there. And I would say the third thing that really turns me on is when girls are are they're leading the conversation. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really believe is sexy on a girl is when they have initiative and they're proactive. And because for me, at least here in Colombia, maybe maybe there where you are is different, but here. It's coming to the guy to have the the lead of the conversation and the sex situation. So when when that flips, yeah. oh man, that's kind of crazy, you know. <laughs> I mean, the girl telling you what to do is like exciting for me. I like to really change those kind of roles. You see, yeah. it's like you have masculine and feminine energy, and everybody has it. You know, men and women, we have both. So I really like to interchange masculine and feminine energy. You see, you know, yeah. uh, the masculine energy is the one that leads. And the feminine is the one that keeps everything together. So I like to to switch that and just play with that. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And like, as I'd imagine we're going to find out more of that stuff on your podcast, right? As we're closing up the show, share how people can find the podcast and just a quick synopsis of what it's about. So that way people can, 
if they're Spanish speaking, obviously can tune in and hear all the episodes. Sure. So the in English is women of the 21 century in Spanish would be mujer del siglo XXI. The podcast and the, 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 the sense of the podcast is we're discussing and criticizing the way that women is looked at in 20, 21st century. What I mean by that is we are putting on the table and discussing how women should be and how society think they should be. What's the role of women in society as a mom, at work, as a friend, as all this kind of stuff. So we're just seeing how the women is the concept of women is applied and is discussed in every scenario of life. And we do this to really show the people that women is more than we sometimes think it is, yeah. but also is a call to action of men to really set up, have some balls and, and take control of their relationships, take control of their home. Yeah. No I think that's perfect. So now you awesome. can do that for sure. All right. So yeah, check out, check out Felipe's show and give him some support. And awesome. Felipe has been a blast having you on the show. That really some amazing insights there. So sure. You're really a great, great job. I'm really proud of you, man. I really appreciate it. God bless you, man. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to swing by Apple. Leave us a review there so we can help sharing the show with other people. If they see those good reviews, they'll tune in as well. And if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single to t tell us your story. You can also DM me on Instagram at follow Noah, introduce yourself and we'll get you on. That's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.